Sloth Uni! We're back. And we got some news from around the league to go over for this show. I hope you all have been enjoying this offseason as much as I have. It's been news flying around, popping off, it feels like every week. It's really like a concentrated effort by the NFL to keep fans attentive to their product during this offseason. Put it on your little tinfoil hat. <laughs> Put on a tinfoil hat. The NFL is planning all of this. Everything is fake. But it really feels like this offseason has so many arcs. We're living in an anime right now. The, the first football anime. <laughs> But getting into some of the more rec- the most recent news, it's not the most recent news, but we're getting into the, the last three biggest topics with Bruce Arians, Baker Mayfield, and Bobby Wagner, starting off with Coach B.A. stepping down. Bruce Arians has retired from coaching and is transferred to the front office as a senior football consultant. There's been talk of whether there was a rift between him and Brady that led this to, to this decision, but... I really don't think there's any truth to these rumors. Like, if you really think about it, like, the guy is 69 years old, and he's already retired once. Like, <laughs> he, when he was in Arizona, he essentially took the year off from previously, reti- from previously retiring. Because he did retire, but he came back and went to the Buccaneers. And, I mean, if you really think about what he was doing in the Buccaneers for the past three years... I mean, like, all he really needed for his legacy was a ring, and they achieved that already. So he didn't really need anything else to accomplish what he felt like. And being able to go out on his own terms with nothing else left to prove is something that not a lot of head coaches can boast. And, I mean, personally, I think him stepping down this early because he was literally already planning on retiring next season, he said. I think he's doing Todd Bowles a justice. With him retiring now instead of next season as he planned. And he'll give Bowles a better transition into his role with having Tom Brady for his first year instead of who knows who they would ha- have had next year. And I mean, Bowles is already an experienced head coach. He's been a head coach before. This is not his first go around. But he was a target for many teams this year, but ultimately chose to stick with the Bucks for his chance to succeed Bruce. And I mean, I guess it just came a bit earlier than he thought it would be, but... I mean, this was always the likely road for Tampa. Bruce just decided that it would be better for the whole team to step down now instead of a year later. And maybe they're scrambling for a quarterback. Who knows what happens? But he knows that if he steps down now, the next guy coming in has a lot more of a chance to control what happens next offseason if he gives them this year with a team that's already set up for success. And I mean, I, I think he's doing an amazing job for what he did. What this means for Tampa moving forward is they will probably be running a lot of the same stuff that they were doing the past three years because even Bruce said, like, he trusts his coaching staff with his entire being. Like, <laughs> he literally said, I wasn't doing anything, which I don't believe. <laughs> but, like, he, was, he wasn't just running around doing nothing. But he basically is saying, like, this coaching staff was – doing a lot more than people think or even giving them credit for with Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles. Like, they are probably going to be damn near the same team. There's been a report coming out that they're going to run the ball more. But if you really watch the games, they were running the ball a lot last season with Leonard Fournette. And even in the playoffs the year before, 
they were running the ball a lot more, so it's not like, oh my gosh, they're gonna be running the ball, boy. Like, no, they all they've always wanted to get the run established. If you think about how Tom Brady likes to play, he likes to get the run game established. So this is not much of a shocker. Byron Leftwich is still there. He's been calling the plays since BA got there. He's been the offensive coordinator since 2019, the past three years. They like there. I don't think there's gonna be as much of a drop off. Because they're going to have so much continuity with all their coaching staff. The only person that's leaving is Coach B.A. Like, they might have a new defensive coordinator, but Todd Bowles said he's going to be calling plays. So, I mean, they're still going to be as proficient with the departure of B.A. The offense, maybe. I mean, if anything, this gives Byron Leftwich even more of a chance to prove himself as a head coaching candidate if the offense is still as proficient, even with B.A. leaving. Personally... I'm not worried about the offense. Like, I think they're at least next year. We're not talking about the future yet. <laughs> but next year, offensive-wise, I think Byron Leftwich is going to do an amazing job. But the biggest area improvement that I saw with this team last year was their defense, specifically against the pass. Now, I know they had a lot of injuries to their DBs last year, and it visibly took a hit because teams – we're literally just going at them at the pass. They like their run game was solid as hell. At least to start off the year, it was it was pretty solid all throughout the year. But literally starting off, there were teams that weren't even running the ball against them. They were going in with like ending the game four or five rush attempts. Like I I remember watching the Eagles game and I was mad as I was mad because. I started Miles Sanders in that game. <laughs> I started Miles Sanders. And they didn't even run the ball more than five times before the fourth quarter. Like, they, they didn't run the ball. They were a one-dimension offense for three straight quarters and still almost won. But that's not the point. Teams were shying away from running the ball and were literally beating them with the pass game that's how you beat the bucks last year you went at their dbs and they're gonna take a year to get healthy but i mean the previous year their defense was stout on all fronts and i think they'll try to look to get back to that i mean they were really getting tested through the air last year and there was a stark difference but like the biggest factor that i feel like for this team making another deep playoff push is the development of their dbs the draft is going to be big for them there's still a lot of really good free agent cornerbacks out there that I think they should definitely, <laughs> definitely be looking into. But, you know, I'm not an NFL GM just yet. <laughs> Going on to Baker Mayfield. He's had a really hard time finding a place to get traded to. As many sources say the Browns are asking for too much compensation. I've heard they're at, I heard when they first started asking. I'm not sure if there's any truth to this. It was multiple ones. Then I heard it was just 1-1, at least 1-1, which I don't think they're going to be able to get at this point, especially because they're not trying to pick up any any money on this contract. Like, they're just trying to offload his entire contract to a team, and they're asking for a 1, and teams know that you're trying to get rid of him because you orchestrated this whole thing extremely poorly. Like, there's been people who say they're trying to keep Baker Mayfield in case Deshaun Watson is suspended for a long period of time, but I mean... I really don't think that's the best strategy for the Browns, considering they publicly burned their bridge with Baker. Baker's been reportedly distancing himself from the team. He's been practicing with people who aren't even on the team. Now, I get that that's like a normal thing for a lot of people. 
But that I, I feel like that piece of information, people are kind of overblowing it a bit. But the distancing himself from the team thing, I don't think that's being blown out of proportion. Like Baker and the Browns are really not on good footing right now. <laughs> like that whole note that he put out right before they even traded for Deshaun was just like the nail in the coffin for their whole relationship. But I mean, like, even if they keep him, the whole just situation is horrible right now. Like, how how can you be confident that he's going to put out extremely good work for your organization after everything that you've done? Like, I, I wouldn't trust that personally. Like, especially you were slandering this man's entire personality, like who he is as a person. They're saying he they he was um essentially a kid they said we want an adult at quarterback i don't i don't think that keeping him is an option for the browns if they can't find a trade partner i think he'll be traded and i mean had they orchestrated a deal for baker before the watson news got out like before because they, they weren't even in the running for watson the he they had said that or watson's camp i guess it said that the browns were out of the running and then after a while they were suddenly the target but I feel like even if you weren't the even if you were out of the runnings like you could have still orchestrated a trade for Baker just in case you got Watson because you were obviously looking for him you could have orchestrated a trade for Baker if it hadn't gone down with Watson you could have just kept Baker did it all in the shadows but no they did this thing so poorly now there's no chance they get a one and I mean Honestly, I feel like he'll get a, they'll trade him for a three. That's, that's my take on it. I don't think they're going to get a two. They may get a two if teams are really bidding like that. But personally, I think Baker will get traded for a three. If he doesn't get traded at all, he'll likely be cut. I don't think they're going to be able to keep him. I I really don't think they'll keep him. If he doesn't get traded, I, (laughs) I truly think he'll get cut. Now, who are some of the teams that could be interested in Baker? Personally, I feel like the top three teams should should be the Seahawks, the Lions, and the Panthers. All three of these teams gain absolutely nothing, no, nothing from going into this season with the quarterbacks they currently have on their roster. And while there are a lot of questions about Baker, he did just come off of a season where he brought the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs and won them a game. In the, he ended their drought. Like, take take away what you think about Baker. He is the quarterback that ended the Cleveland Browns playoff win drought. And he's good. Like, <laughs> yes, he played through an injury that he shouldn't have. People said he shouldn't have played through that. I looked at him playing and I was like, "There's he should not be playing through this injury. But he played through it. He toughed it out for the team. And he now he feels slighted that... They're acting the way they are, as he should. But for these teams, there's no argument that could be made for Drew Locke, Jared Goff, and Sam Darnold against Baker. If you're making an argument against Baker for any one of those quarterbacks, I don't know what to say to you. I I don't know what to say to you. At least one, if not all of these teams, should be looking to the draft for a quarterback. They They have acted like they're just good with these dudes, like... They're like, man, we got Drew Locke. We good. We got Jerry Goff. We good. Oh, my God. The Panthers. There's no, there's no way 
There's no way the Panthers are going into this offseason after looking at Sam Darnold and are like, man, this is our guy. (laughs) The Panthers should be the top team as a good QB could literally change the entire dynamic of their young, talented roster. They have everything you could need. And they still have, I mean, they got a bit of draft picks that they wouldn't have if they traded for Baker. But their team is still really good. Their defense is really good. CMC is coming back. They've got DJ Moore. They've got Robbie Anderson. Their O-line is at least decent. They are like, bro, are you really going into this year with Sam Darnold as your quarterback? Now, I, I still think that getting fleeced in this Sam Darnold trade is in the back of their minds. And they don't want to trade for Baker. And they got another Sam Darnold situation on their hands. That's what I feel like is keeping them from trading for Baker. But if he were to get cut, I feel like you could safely add the Steelers, the Giants, and the Buccaneers to the list of teams that are interested. I still think the first three teams would really even more be interested if he was cut. But I think if he was cut, those three teams could be added to the list of teams that were interested. Now, I would be shocked if any of the teams that I just listed the Steelers, the Giants, and the Buccaneers traded for him because I don't think they're going to be interested in trading for him. But if you're a free agent, that's where I think those teams would gain interest in taking a chance from him. I know the Steelers just recently signed Mr. Trubisky, but it's not a secret that they're looking to add some more competition. Like, they're not just Mitchell Trubisky's our guy for next year. Mitchell Trubisky is a guy that will have a chance to be the starting quarterback for the Steelers, they might just go around and draft a quarterback. But with Baker at the helm, they're easily at least a playoff team, I feel like. They, with Baker, they can at least win a playoff game. Mitch Trubisky, I don't know. The, their playoff odds are kind of kind of scary. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Their defense is still really good, but Mitch Trubisky is unproven. I like Mitch Trubisky, but he's unproven. With Baker, you at least win in a playoff game, at the very least. The Giants. Come on now. (laughs) Come on now, New York. Y'all have been hell-bent on justifying your reach on Daniel Jones and appear to be all in on him for at least one more season. Now, along with Sam Darnold, Drew Locke, and Jared Goff, Daniel Jones gotta have something against this front office. Like, (laughs) these quarterbacks have to have something against this front office to warrant giving them another year. Like, Daniel Jones... Daniel Jones got your sex tape, bro. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to lie. They got to have something. They got to have something. Like, there's no way these actual NFL evaluators are looking at these guys and are like, you know what? Next season, I got real hope for this. Don't get me wrong. No disrespect. No disrespect. You're telling me Baker is going to do anything worse than these guys? Come on now. Like, come on now. I I doubt the Giants actually make a move for him, even if he's cut. But they're a team that could definitely use his services, for sure. I don't know. I think the, I think the Giants are going to give Daniel Jones one more year, which, don't get me wrong. As someone who's been in the Ryan Tannehill situation, as someone who is currently in the Tua Tungabailova situation, even though Tua's that dude... <laughs> I feel like Daniel Jones has shown a lot more bad than good. Don't get me wrong. He can still be a decent quarterback, a decent starter. 
But are you really looking for decent? Come on now. On to the Bucks. I feel like they're a team that, while I don't see this happening, I think it's the best case scenario for Baker. And I don't think he would want to sit behind Brady or anybody for that matter for a year. If there's any truth to the reports that Browns wanted an adult at quarterback, I feel like taking a year and sitting behind Tom Brady could benefit him. And now the Bucks are the best team out of all the teams that I just listed that he could go. They literally have everything but a long-term answer at quarterback. And Baker would give them a long-term answer at quarterback, especially giving him a year to learn the offense. And then next year, stepping it. Come on, man. I feel like that just makes both sense. It makes the most sense for both parties, in my opinion. I don't think it's going to happen, though. But if I were Baker Mayfield, I would go to the Bucks. I, I wouldn't mind sitting behind Tom Brady for a year, racking up whatever type of money. But I mean, you know, of course, he obviously wants to play. But he's going to take the helm of a team, assuming they all stay together, which is not a guarantee. Don't get me wrong. But they were literally just in the Super Bowl, and they could have if everyone had stayed healthy, gone to another Super Bowl. Now, if the team thinks you're that guy, I think that they would all stay together and give it a run with Baker. That's personally just what I believe. Now, the saddest news, <laughs> Bobby Wagner didn't go to the Dolphins. But he sure know how to make a lot of NFL fans mad. There aren't Rams fans. I know a lot of people wanted Bobby Wagner. But, you know, he said he wanted to go to a contender. And he went to the reigning Super Bowl champs. Can't blame him for that one. Can't, can't blame him. He went, to, he went to Super Bowl champs. And while history is against the Rams repeating in the Super Bowl, even getting to the Super Bowl, much less winning a Super Bowl, history is against them. The NFC is Swiss cheese right now. The NFC is so weak. That's pre- like Brady, Brady saw the NFC and he was like, nah, bruh. <laughs> I gotta run it. The NFC is so weak, Brady came back out of retirement to run it back. Are you serious? Man, the Rams legitimately like might just make it back to the Super Bowl. It's the Rams versus the Bucks in the NFC right now. Obviously, there's going to be some teams that surprise you and do really good. But I feel like right now, the top dogs in the NFC are really just the Rams and the Bucks. While I do believe the Cardinals have all the pieces that you could possibly need to make a deep playoff push and a Super Bowl push, because people have been disrespecting Kyler, he that dude. They got to stay healthy, man. They, ha- they have to. Like, that's been the reason that their team has f- crumbled apart the past two years. It's been injuries. I feel like you could add three years. <laughs> it's been injuries. They got to stay healthy. As of right now, it's just the Rams and it's the Bucks. That's why Tom Brady came back out of retirement, in my opinion. Like, who, who is stopping them other than the Rams? Who they almost beat. Now, it's rare that you see a team win the Super Bowl and actually get better, arguably. But the Rams have signed Allen Robinson and Bobby Wagner, fresh off a chip. Now, what impact will Wagner have for the Rams? And while I think Bobby's past his glory days, he's still one of the premier middle linebackers in the league. Like, people are saying he's washed. 
I feel like the only thing that you could even say is quote unquote washed is his own coverage. Cause it's taking some hits. Like, don't get his own coverage is taking some hits in the past couple of years. He's not the coverage linebacker that he used to be, but he's still great against the run and he's still an elite tackler. Like, he's coming off a career t- tackling year, boasting 170 combined tackles in 2021. His solo tackles aren't the highest, but his combined tackling between solo tackles and assisted tackles is the most in his career. And he still has an insanely high football IQ, probably one of the, probably the smartest middle linebacker in the league now that Luke Keekley is gone. I feel like they were neck and neck with like how insanely high their football IQ were. I feel like it was Bobby Wagner and Luke Keekley right up there. I feel like they were tied, but Luke Keekley's retired, sadly. And Bobby Wagner is the smartest middle linebacker in the league. And he adds another veteran presence to that locker room. The Rams lost Von Miller to the Bills. I don't like the Bills. <laughs> don't like that move at all. <laughs> they still had an elite defensive front without Von Miller. They just added Von Miller just to add Von Miller. And they 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 beefed up their core, the core of their defense, the middle of their defense, adding Wagner. But I think what they need to do is find another cornerback opposite of Jalen. Because just like the Bucks. The teams were beating him through the air last season. It was whoever off whoever offense is on whoever not on Jalen. And sometimes they were testing Jalen last year. You can see even in the Super Bowl. Teams were I don't think they're gonna continue to test him, but <laughs> teams were testing Jalen a bit last year, and they were definitely testing whoever was next to him and whoever was in a slot. Darius Williams not there no more, but whoever is replacing Darius Williams, I think they should add another cornerback. In free agency, Stephon Gilmore is literally just sitting right there. Really, Stephon Gilmore might be choosing between the Bucks and the Rams. My two cents. If they don't choose a cornerback in the draft, or in free agency, I mean, I think that both of these teams, the Bucks and the Rams, will be looking to the draft. Now, the draft is at the end of this month. Mark your calendars accordingly. It, it can't come soon enough for some of these teams. I was looking forward to the draft, but you know... Now that the Dolphins traded for Tyreek Hill, we gave up We gave up all them picks. You know, I was looking forward to that first-round pick. Even though it was a super late first-round pick, I was looking forward to it. But now, every time I look forward to the draft, I just turn on some Tyreek Hill tape, and I'm like, you know, it was worth it. It was worth it. It was worth it. It was worth it. <laughs> but that's all we got for today. I hope you all enjoyed this show. I'll see you guys next time class dismissed all right kid here's the deal at any given time there are around 1500 aliens on the planet most of them right here in manhattan and most of them are decent enough just trying to make a living cab drivers not as many as you'd think humans for the most part don't have a clue they don't want one or need one either they're happy they think they have a good bead on things but why why the big secret people are smart they can handle it a person is smart People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. 1,500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was the center of the universe. 500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was flat. And 15 minutes ago, you knew that people were alone on this planet. Imagine what you'll know tomorrow.